This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Rich Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? Hi, Rich. Good to see you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the great Wigan preview show ahead of a... Wigageddon. Hashtag Wigan-ageddon. Wigan-ageddon. I think is what I said on Twitter, yeah. How's how's things? Are you you feeling Christmassy yet, Harry? Oh, good. Well, you know, as I say, I have a little bookshop in Bath and it's certainly getting Christmassy there. I know it's it's definitely picking up at the moment, glad to say. Um, Things in the book trade, unlike some other retail sectors, from what I can see, seem to be holding up quite well. So it's uh, it's good fun. It's great fun. People are people are people are in great. People are very kind and 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 yeah. Say, say very nice things. So it's been a, it's been a really really good week on that front. And yeah, and plenty to take to reflect on. I think from Stoke, um, probably my best my moment of the week was still reflecting back on the town fans singing yes. at the end of the Stoke game. It was sometimes you know it was such a statement of intent. It really was. It was brilliant. And just thinking back about it, it's it's something that was. It's one of those things. We talked before about you come away from a game and sometimes you remember the goal. Sometimes it's something like Yakel is kicking in the Reading game will stay with me for a long time. That was superb, the Reading goalkeeper. I've never he thought he was playing rugby. But um but the, from this from this particular Stoke game, the goals probably yeah, you remember a bit of them, but to me it was that looking across in the rain and the wind and just seeing the town fans just singing their hearts out as the players were walking off the field yeah. and uh, solidarity. Exactly right. It's one of those ones yeah. where you 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 know you're kind of in it and part yeah. of it, and you can feel the noise. And yeah. usually there's a bit of a lull in away game, especially when we we're losing as well, which didn't yeah. happen. But it's one of those yeah. ones where you kind of want to be in your situation, which is a home yeah. fan observing it from afar when the rest of the ground is kind of grumpy and a bit quiet, and then yeah. you've got a thousand town fans giving it the big and um, absolutely. So, um, and, but we need that spirit on Saturday, don't we? As well, we, we need we the do. home supporter yeah. to follow suit. 
we knew that's the thing that was something that was a question um paul my stroke friend said we were on the train on the way back he said are the home fans like that and i said they can be particularly yeah. when going back to the bristol city game or to the west brom game i mean they they can you know when when we know what that ground is like when it's when it's unleashed mm. it is it really is something yeah that yeah, was a good stroke well, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the um but the yeah the other the other there was a couple well, couple of things about post-stroke little thoughts before we move on. Um, Nutson's long throws. I never got to mention this in the in the in the flagship show. Nutson's long throws. I, all the way through the game, the Stroke fans were were the best way I can describe it. It was like a, a wine connoisseur with a <laughs> bottle of claret. You know, there was one he did in the first half, and they went, "Ooh, that was a bit loopy, wasn't it?" Yeah, I didn't feel. I felt he got to get the trajectory right. Nice the nazi and... bouquets on Jonas's no, throws. Absolutely, it was kind of the, the nuts and eighteen isn't quite like the Delap, whatever year yes. it would have been. Two thousand two, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but no, two thousand two, two thousand three. Exactly, it was kind of not quite right there. But every single one of them, it wasn't a big thing. But you just pick up these comments. Ooh, that was much better. You know, they, you know, they, they appreciate a f- the, the finesse of the long. Throw. It was really funny. Purest stuff that yeah. is, isn't it? Blimey, we can we can yeah. spot a long up here in Stoke yeah. but they, uh, they were uh, moderately better I think yeah they but, were but well, still yeah still no goals from him though yeah it's great we're using them I mean Mick gave up on them the trick with Jonas's throws wasn't about the length it was about the speed because the one throw I remember that did get us a goal was away to Preston in the game when Ryan Fraser scored that brilliant goal he took oh, okay. it quickly but he, he also bought us load of yards because it was in our half yeah. wasn't it it was remember. it was it was just that's right it was just before, just inside our half and he flung it in over the over in behind that was between the full back and the centre back and then suddenly bang we'd unlocked their defence mm. and for me it was about speed rather than about um. <laughs> rather than about distance but um anyway but that was fine uh it was it was good though that was but the nuts and long throws and I, I just had to mention it and the other final thought was just i i i'm gonna put my neck on the line here and say um i don't think stoke are going to go up nor i'm uh, looking at stoke and swansea you've seen them both i think they're both a step behind the, the there's six teams to me that are standout um borough leads two in the north Two in the East Midlands, Derby Forest. Two in the West Midlands, Villa and West Brom. That that cohort There's a name missing there as well, Harry. Yeah, that cohort of six to me are the Are you missing something? (laughs) And I'm not being mischievous. I just think there's something about them that there's there's a sense of being sustained. Yeah. I just feel that when when we get to February, March, April, I've never known this league so strong. It does also mean that the team's in our scrap points may be more at a premium so it's it's a it's a shaft of light to say that you know it this thing of paul and i were talking on the way back down on the train stoke talking about well they need two points a game to keep up with this group we the two points we two points a game if we get that that gets us a hell of a lot more distance than what stoke would get in a higher position okay that's an and, interesting and, thought yeah and but but i don't think that um, we, that, that it, I think it will be a lot less than that, given the way that, that given how elasticated the league, the t- league table could become. I could be wrong. The championship, yeah, can well, go they, it can go two, though. I think, I, I yeah. think you're fair. Uh, yeah. The Stoke, yeah. I didn't look at Stoke on Saturday and thought this is a team yeah. that will put a sustained run in. And also, the, another theme that's consistent with both of those is two new managers, um, yeah. and both teams have had wobbles. They've had decent runs and wobbles, um, mm. and I wouldn't be surprised if they're top half, but not in the playoffs. But can yeah. I pick you up on? The absence of our feathered friends in your uh, in your top yeah. six list there. What's your yeah. thinking on them? I don't know. I, I just think I think. Can you um, get, not bring yourself to do it, or, or is there a method? No, there? I, no. I, I just I just think there's a resilience to that that other group of six. It's such a strong 
championship this season. It's nothing necessarily against them or against Sheffield against Sheffield United. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. And of course, of course, if those two, if Norwich and Sheffield United go up automatically, I will stand here and take whatever comes my way. But uh, it's I just think that that core of six I said: Borough, Leeds, Derby, Forest, West Brom, Villa. They just look to have something about them. They're further down the road. Certainly in our playoff season, I think any of those would have stormed through the league and and got, and gone straight back up again. Yeah. It just highlights, and it also highlights the fact Stoke spending all that money still aren't competitive with that group of teams. But um, as I say, one or two might wobble, but that, that's 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 my I wonder colours, whether, now, colours um, now to the mast. Yeah. Whether Rowett might find himself out of a job there if they don't get in the playoffs. Would any? And we've kind of talked. So, for those of you who didn't yeah. listen to the flagship show, Harry and I were both on there on Sunday, and um, we went into Stoke in pretty decent detail. So, I would encourage you to listen back to that. I'd encourage you to listen to any of the Blue Monday shows. Frankly, um, it's all good stuff. Um, but the the kind of the definitely there was a hubbub around the stadium, or definitely an yeah. unrest about the way they were playing under route. Do you get no the question. sense that if they don't get top six, that he might be in trouble, or are they? They're less. I guess Stoke are less likely to be. Uh, more reactive like Leeds are but he's not going down well there is he no the stroke to be fair I'd say they're on the more patient end of the spectrum the owners are they're more long term they, they stuck with Pulis at times when he was um, when he was detested but then again they got rid of Lambert um, so it's hard to know I think it's more to do with the, 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 the it's not even the style of football but it's this thing of him playing on the counter with a squad that really shouldn't be play- in the Premier League. Yes, yeah. you, that that squad would when when you look at what you're up against, sit and you know the coil spring, bang, off you go. You know you you'll get you know 25% possession, but maybe five chances, and you you know you're and you you're clinical with them. Um, that's more his problem, I think, than anything. But it was eerie how the crowd, even when they were winning, and there was one moment in the second, second half, half yeah. they, they played the ball back to Butland, and you could you could feel the ho- it wasn't just frustration it was hostility and that was that was that was a, that was as an away fan you love it I have to yes. say you really love it when you hear the when you hear the home fans turning on their own team but it's obvious um i think it's the other thing with stoke um and it's this is a cautionary tale for us if the worst does happen paul said again and i've heard this from other friends who've got had teams seen their teams drop uh, drop a division you look at the the league below you and you think oh we can beat all these teams and you think oh you know this Stoke we're looking at our league and thinking you know oh you've got Bolton you've got Blackburn you've got Rotherham you know we should be able to this this will be quite comfortable and then when you get into that league you find it's not as straightforward as you thought it would be and I think that's a little thing to factor into the thinking as well from Stoke's point of view you know they've, they've come into what is a a pretty fiery <laughs> division and t- yeah happy. It is. It's, it's not a, a nice a, one, is it? If I can say it, it's an absolute bastard of a vision. It's like Royce and Maisie, you'll never leave. <laughs> exactly. It really is. It's, you know, this is this is, this is complicated. What's the great great Ludwig van Beethoven line? Difficult is closer to the truth. You know, and uh, it's, uh, blimey, if, if ever it was true, it's true of the championship. Um, so and everyone wants just, to beat you as well, don't yeah. they? If you come yeah, down from any league, yeah. you are the big fish that everyone yeah. wants to take a bite out of. Everybody adds ten percent to their game, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but that I think that might be part of it too. It'll be interesting to see. It was it was an enjoy- it was fun to do. It was wet and it was windy, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a good. It was a, it was a, it was a, even though we didn't win, it was uh, we, we did play, but there was character 
and spirit and there was a pattern Paul as I say my friend said um, my stroke friend said we were the, they had the better players we were the better team but um, as I say let's hope as I say mirroring it forward that we can play with the same personality on Saturday against Wigan yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll definitely talk about some personnel possible changes as well um, yeah. but you're absolutely right we just need to go again with exactly yeah. the kind of same setup, same style, um, maybe yeah. the same players, who knows, um, mm. against Wigan on Saturday. So let's go there now. Yeah. And Wigan, a team that got promoted on a pretty imperious home record um, and kind of had that kind of promoted but continued their form right at the start of the season, didn't they? And it kind of tailed away during October um, and November and it's kind of been a bit middling since. And from what I understand from what we talked about at the start... They're in the middle of a bit of an injury slash suspensions slash form issue that might make yeah. it a good time to play them. Um, where yeah. do we start with Wigan then, Harry? Let's let's let, let let's you you well, you've summed it up perfectly. It's good. It's the best place to begin. Cautionary note: because I remember us having a similar conversation about Bristol City. Oh, every uh, week we do this. Yes, every week it's, we it's give a, people the. Uh, yeah. You said it kryptonite, didn't you, on the Sunday yeah. show? Absolutely. Um, yeah, a, don't yeah. put any bets on the basis of this. Yeah, as I say, just 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 broad just just, just broad context. Um, yes. Late September, they were fifth after nine games, and they've now slipped to sixteenth. They're six points clear of bottom place of third bottom Millwall, I should say. Last twelve, last twelve games, two wins, three draws. Crucially, nine goals only scored. Um, to be fair, uh, yes, the other big thing, which any most of you will have spotted anyway, looking at the league table, away form is a huge worry. Just what's interesting you were saying earlier, just there, Rich, about the home form last season. One win, away form, one win, one draw, and one defeat. They played Bolton in their penultimate game previously um, and only drew away and they were looking to that game to unlock um, the away form the thought yeah, right we'll beat Bolton because yeah. um, the general consensus I'm picking this up from just forum read, reading different forums Bolton are Bolton seem to be unraveling a little bit at the moment um, so that's that's one air, that's one amber light they've got um, the other the, the context um, we're a small club with a small budget in a big league they're one of the have-nots um, um, but they also think they're a better side than at least six teams, if not more, at this level. I, my heart sinks when you come across forms and people saying there are some horrendous teams at the bottom of the league, and you find yourself thinking, "Well, that's got to include us." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these not in name though, guys. We were right in name. name. So you know, maybe, maybe they're not talking about us. You never yeah. know. Anyway, but the other, the other big concern. I mean, the, the, their goal this season. Um, one one other fan said it bluntly, and there was one of these kind of sort of navigating conversations. She said, "Look, folks, there's only one goal this season, and some people need to get used to it. We're, they're not thinking about anything but just getting themselves established again as a championship team." But the other amber light which they've got is that. I haven't actually analysed the specific games, but one of one Wigan fan, one Latix, talked about that they struggle when winning high pressure games and the high pressure six pointers, and they're they're one of them analysed it to say that they've won two, drawn two, and lost three. I know they lost to Wigan recently; they only drew with Bolton. So I wonder what the home away mixes are yeah, as well. As well, that that actually is a good point. So that's so. These are all reasons for real comfort coming into this game. A team with poor away form, with some injuries, with some suspensions. Therefore, you've players playing out of position, or with a with a weaker squad playing with a lack of quality. 
in terms of the coverage that's coming in to replace. Yep. So therefore that it whereas we've just gone through Forest, we've just gone through Stoke. So, you know, we can't relax, but you know, there, there, there's there, there's grounds for optimism here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess going through the we'll, we'll go through the squad in in a bit more detail. The one name that I've, I I focused on immediately was Nick Powell. Um yeah. but it sounds like Nick Powell's not going to make it. No. No, he's out till the new year with a hamstring problem. So, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing to hamstrings. Let's have a look at it. Formation. We'll come back. To, we'll come. We'll talk about hmm. Paul Cook in a minute. <clears throat> They've been playing a four-two-three-one this year. The biggest problem is the three behind the striker. Um, they're not in it. When everything was working at the beginning of the season, they had Michael Jacobs on the left wing, Gavin Massey on the right wing, Nick Powell in the middle, playing off um, off Will Grigg. Yeah. That's that's their normal attacking quartet. And I don't know what they're doing in terms of hamstrings, but all of them have been crocked with hamstrings. Massey even has had to have surgery. That's how bad it was. Will Grigg, when he went off to play for Northern Ireland, his, his hamstring came out in sympathy, but he's back. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of getting a bit. It's getting a bit like that. It feels like it's, it's a warm up thing, maybe. It, or... it is. I, I don't know what it is. It's, There's always a good conspiracy theory on the forum somewhere yeah. you can find yeah. it. It's like when we were having injuries under Mick. There was always yeah, a good our, conspiracy theory. All our midfielders, exactly. It's um, it is a problem they've got. Um, they 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 have got finishers apart from apart from Greg. You've got um, you've got Vaughan. You've got um, Joey Garner, um, and even um, uh, Windass can can, can, can he, he can finish as well. Mm. But the issue has been around supply. They, it just, they just haven't been able to work it. What they've been doing to improvise, they've, had, um, they've, they've been playing two players who aren't natural wingers out, out of position just to compensate. And it's, it's caused... It's, it, it's, 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 it's not really worked effectively. You've got Gary Roberts, who's a veteran... Another convert, one of the exits which contingent ex- there. Yeah. Exactly, which we, we will come back to later um, when, we look, when we look at the combined team. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's playing on the left side, so he's replaced Jacobs, and then Nathan Byrne, who last year was a really good right back for them, he's playing on the right side. But neither of them are—they're not out-and-out wingers. They're not on the same wavelength yeah. as as um, and and also then, as I say, you've got Josh Windass, who they've been using as an attacking midfielder, is in the playmaker in the four-two-three-one, and they don't have the quality. And, it, and it's just not the same. It's not the same attacking balance, I think. So even when Greg is playing, they're not quite. They're not quite on the same wavelength. Um, so as I say, it's 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 been frustrating. Hence the lack of goals. It's, it's, is it fair it's, to say that everything kind of pivoted off Nick Powell, or is it that the the wingers that are out are actually missed as well? The both, but it's both. It's both. Because okay. Powell, Powell's creativity is running, and his his intelligence. He's a he's a very clever player, um, and he. He has proved that he's comfortable at championship level. He can actually play at this level when he has played. The problem is they have been playing him lately, but playing him through his injury. Oh, okay. So therefore he's, you know, and people have been saying, oh, why isn't Nick, you know, they've been criticizing him. But then finally they've just bitten the bullet and said, no, take him out. Let's get this fixed and get him properly healed up. I don't know whether he's going to have an operation or, or some form of treatment, but they've said he's out till the new year. But he's, he's going to be targeted, isn't he? If you know that players <laughs> carry an injury. Oh yeah, they do. It's it's cruel, you know. It is. It's it, in that sense, it's awful. Um, but the so you lose Powell's creativity. The thing that Massey and Jacobs gave them as wingers was directness. It gave them pace. Now Massey may come back, even though he's had to, you know he's been out for a couple of months with surgery. He may come back on. He may come back as a as a bench option on Saturday. They were saying that he's he's I don't know, he's not match fit. But um, so you may see him. Um, he's ex Cole U, isn't he as well? So he is Cole Cole U, and then. 
then played for Leighton Orient. He's they were saying about him. Should we let, let's look? Let's dive into the into this into this group of players and and see what they're doing to do to address sure. it. Um, Massey, he's he's broken on Saturday, so. But the, um, or he's sorry, he's back on Saturday. Forgive me, that came out all wrong. But he will be back on the bench on the bench. But they don't want to rush him back. They said that the goals dried up when they lost him and Jacobs as direct play. It's very much a feature of the wing. If you remember the Cook team that played from the the Portsmouth team that played against us in the FA Cup, there was a style, there was a directness, there was a lot of passing, a lot of movement, but there was a lot of purpose to their play. Right. And these two wingers gave them that. Um. But as I say, the cracks start to appear, particularly when they lost their pace out wide. So the two coming into replace them at wide. We're starting, as I say, odd place to start with the wide midfielders, but let's go there. Um, Gary Roberts is, um, he's, he gives everything for every minute. He's a tremendous professional. He's a great leader, by example, for the rest of the, the for the for the younger players. So in that sense, he's brilliant, but an exemplary professional, but he does lack pace. And, he's getting um, on a bit, isn't he? I, he, he, is, he's, he was switched 10 years ago, wasn't he? Yeah. He's 34 now. That's okay. yeah, exactly. It's 2000, 2007, 2008, I think. So yeah, it is. It's it's yeah. yeah, it is. It's 11 years ago actually. It's 11 seasons ago he played for he played for us. But he's done a solid, competent job there. He's always substituted or often substituted when he starts. Yeah, so he, 34 he year old running up yeah. and down the wing. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. But uh, but wholehearted, you know. Yeah. You know yeah, plays his heart out. Nathan Byrne, who was a brilliant right back for them last year, he got great plaudits for that. And he thinks he's a more advanced player. He's right midfielder rather than a right wing. But they've said he's very ineffective. One of them said, um, great, great attacking fullback, but the energy to get up and get down. His crosses have been slammed. They said it in the second half of the game against Bolton recently. Every time he paced, he got into, he got, there were three times he got into really good positions. He pasted it into touch on the far side. That's how they described it. Sounds so, familiar. It sounds familiar. <laughs> 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 Sounds like Gus Lingenbeek, yeah. actually. That's the first yeah. name that came to mind, but I know we've got players yeah. who can do that. Yeah. Yeah, Slam across good. into the stadium. Yeah. There was, I loved the old TWTD magazine. There was a very funny letter. There were these spoof letters to the editor. Would would somebody make complaining about Gussie Olympics crosses? And it was such and such a name. Row row eighty four, yes. the, the, the North Stand or whatever. I think concussed. Exactly. You know, he was having to sort of he was having to bring sort of some sort of a sort of a bin lid just to give himself some, a shield to give himself some protection. I really quit um, on a Gus Olympics. It's very yeah. quick. So I I remember that we played Sheffield United in the FA Cup I forget which season it was I guess it was 96-97 and Ullenbeek had been out for weeks if not months really serious injury had probably had an operation came back and there was a lot of kind of buzz about him and I think early on he dashed down the line like absolutely outpaced someone um, and there was everyone was going yeah Gus is back the next thing he did was run the length of the pitch like this lung busting run you think bloody hell Gus go on and the first thing he does cross it into the stand I think he might have even got over the roof it was brilliant it's like Ray! but yeah that was him in a nutshell like athlete oh, less footballer a glorious tradition it's fantastic it really is it's funny when you know that's got you know if you've got a player like obviously with Bird, you know and the, you know the Wigan fans are almost expecting it now and you think all right here we go you know and when it, it's, it's kind of there's a comforting certainty in the sheer incompetence of the moment it's about... <laughs> and someone goes I bet he crosses this over the stand and there he goes yeah <laughs> there he goes ah uh, <laughs> oh, it's good it's, it's reassuring it's heartwarming um yes, I yeah, could do that um, <laughs> Uh, who else have they got? The the uh, as I say, Massey might fit, he might come off the bench. They might, and the other thing a cook might do. The other player, and here's a name, um, and the, the name Massimo Hadara. It says if I've got his oh. name right. There's a. Do you remember that Masaido? No, Masaido Hadara. Forgive me. Um, this Callum McManaman yes. famously 
had that it, it, when he, he made that tackle on Hadara back in in, in 2013. He's now back with Wigan as a left winger. He went to West Brom, went to Sunderland, but he played for them in the early part of his career. Left winger. Yeah. He is being, he is very much a bench option. Um, every time he's on, he makes things happen. They can't understand why Cook won't play him. That's the thing, because he's a real... He's quite he a fan's favourite, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, absolutely. Yeah. However, there are problems. Um, my, uh, and I think it's to do with fitness rather than attitude. He's very much an impact sub. McManaman's problem is he doesn't stick to his position out wide. He switches off defensively and tires quickly. There's some fitness issue with him that's been ongoing, and he, they think he's not fit enough to play Cook's system. And the switching off defensively may not necessarily him just giving up. It could well be that he just doesn't have the he doesn't have it in him. He's a bit yeah, like his a brain's not switched on for it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a cheetah. He can run at blistering pace for a brief period, but he can't sustain it for, yeah. for any for any for full length of time. So, um, but they do think he is a he is a player who can open up a defence. He can no, he, he can, can he break play both sides as well. Sorry, Harry. I think he, I, no, I think he's primarily left. There's, there's any yeah. discussions about bringing him on on the right? I think he can cover there, but I think he's primarily seen as a left winger. Okay. So it wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're looking for a goal or if they're looking for a breakthrough that. Cook doesn't bring McManaman and Massey on. Um, the playmaker is a bigger problem. Shall we do the midfield? We'll come back yeah. to the strikers because we'll the strikers are interesting. The midfield is interesting because it's with um, uh, with Powell out of the equation. You've got Josh Windass in there, and Windass. One of them said interestingly, technically he's he's an attacking midfielder, I think. But one of the Wigan fans said they didn't know what his best position was and I don't think they meant in terms of where he should be on the field they couldn't work out his style of football if that right. makes sense they couldn't work out what was the you know with the player you get a sense of what their personality is they've got they've, they've got a not so much a trick but they've got a model of playing and this was something that came up you're just trying to piece together what it was about him that you could actually use as the what what how did what was this jigsaw piece how did it fit because um, we, were, we were obviously linked with him right on the we transfer were. deadline day and i think we were yeah. my expectation is that we would have paid him as a striker would we not yeah i think we would have no he's so it's uh, interesting but, that he's withdrawn but i guess yeah. he's shown that he can do it for rangers possibly but well yeah um but um, the, the Rangers fans were right about Windus. One good game every five. He will have one stormer and then four stinkers. Um, his fi- his final ball too often is dreadful. Um, and this they played. They had a really good win against Blackburn. They beat them three one the other week. And um, one of their one of the couple of wins they've had. They said about him, and this is the two sides to him: Jekyll and Hyde. He was Blackburn's best defender in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> But then he made some great runs after the break, and his link-up play was spot on. Okay. So he has a good understanding with James Vaughan, um, the the one of the one of the few the three strikers that they have got. So there is a, there is a chemistry there, definitely. But there's a, the other question about him is that the lack, does he have the lack of pace and that extra bit of skill needed for this level? Now, sometimes. Um, uh, Championship fans can look down on Scottish football. Always come from he's come from Scottish football. There, it doesn't it, it doesn't mean that they're all bad, but they wonder whether he's actually made the, you know, whether he they feel that particularly in terms of pace and intensity is it. I think that's fair to say the championship is a lead is a leap up. But um, Windass has, they feel he's flattered to deceive a little bit in the attacking midfield role, and the two players who they do like in the midfield. Just on that, I mean, no, if, for, if Nick Powell for, is the yeah. choice every week. Yeah. And he's being compared to Nick Powell. I mean, that's not entirely yeah. fair. And I wonder whether him being a forward actually disguises a lot of the need to work harder or to link up play if he's yeah. just stood up front. So if he's in the Jordan Roberts role for us and he's hustling and busting up front, then I think probably you'd get a little bit more patience, yeah. wouldn't he? 
that's spot on, Rich. That's he's a, he's a second striker, really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not. He's not a. He's not a playmaker. No, I'd agree with that. With the way he, but he can. He's got clever running. He has got good link of play, and I think Vaughan probably would be the player who you can do that with. Um, but we'll we'll come back. We'll have a look at the three of them up Ooh. front at um, at the end. Um, in midfield, so we've got, we're the two who will sit in the four two three one. Um, are Lee Evans and Sam Morsey. Now Wigan don't actually have an out and out holding midfield. They don't, they don't have a Ryan Woods who will sit, patrol in front of the defence um, and um, and just break up play. Both Evans and Morsey are both good footballing midfielders and probably Morsey would be the more obviously box-to-box, whereas Evans is probably more of a deep-line playmaker. Um, both the, both highly rated. And we'll talk a little bit because they their last game, they lost at home to Derby Um the left back Naismith was sent off, and Cook did a rejig in the second half, which was quite interesting, which we'll we'll come back to. But Evans and Morsey played a big bit in part in it. Um, Evans is the more footballing of the two. He's not the most physically gifted or super strong, but he's able to create things with a pass that the opposition don't see. He's good at reading the game. They love the way he's able to anticipate. We talked about this with Ashley Williams last week. He's one of those players who has a natural instinct to know what's about to happen and nip in and flick the ball out. Not physical, right. but just he, his brain rather than his muscle gets him there. And he does have a nice, he's a good range of passing, raking crossfield passes better than most. And, and he can pin the opposition down using footballing rather than using physical pressing if that makes okay. sense yeah i was gonna make yeah. it i was gonna drop yeah. a gag in and say Go and for, for his namesake but he just Go sweats a lot and um <laughs> is very loud and noisy but no that, that, this oh, is the no. contribution that i bring harry <laughs> no, you know, no you're no. doing all the hard work and i'm just taking no, the no. piss but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, he might. Well, there may be. He, he probably. If, if if our midfield plays, says he coming back. If our, if our midfield plays the way they did against Stoke, he he could have his hands. He really. He could be sweating a lot by the end of it. <laughs> he's he's one of these. He's he's on loan from Sheffield United. It'll be made permanent in January. Is he ex Wolves. Yes, he is exactly. Okay. Because he's got yeah. a couple of ex Wolves players in his midfield, is not he? He does. Yeah. Jacobs, I think, is the other one. Sorry, that's yeah, the West no, Midlands angle. Yeah. It's just names <laughs> that I recognise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, his his compatriot or his, or his, his, his partner in crime, Sam Morsey. Um, he's a more of a, he was a, he came through uh, Port Vale and Chesterfield, though he spent a season on loan at Barnsley a couple of years ago. He's more of a physical opponent. He gets into opponents, creates second balls that way. He's a bit more of a he's more he's he's, he's more robustious, I suppose. Um, always available, putting himself in good supporting positions to close down. Um, and but he can he's also good again. He can cover. He can spot gaps and cover them quite well. Um, he, so he can also read the game and his positioning is quite good. Um, however, strength taken to excess can be weaknesses. He needs to sort out his temper or we will lose him again soon. They, one of them said there's heart on the sleeve football and there's stupid football. And sometimes he's closer to stupid. Apparently against Derby last week, he was he was on the edge. He does. He will go up against and some of it will be physical, just milling into players. Some of it will also be verbally milling into the referee. So right. it's... Yeah. He's the one on seven bookings, yeah. isn't he? And, and yes. going back to Scoose, because we talked a lot about Scoose yeah. on Sunday and last week's preview as well. Um, I wonder whether Scoose has got that kind of now to kind of wind up a player who's volatile and all that kind of stuff. Because if it's the three midfielders we've got, maybe Downs is a bit of, could do that as well. But Downs is one to kind of put a boot in or be a bit rough with someone. But I wonder if we're lacking kind of those kind of, we'll talk about one of their, we'll talk about Garner Down. and his job. But yeah. winding Downs, up Downs the opposition, could, you know, Downs, getting in heads. Downs, 
Dan's could do it, you know. Do you think? I reckon he could. Oh yeah, no question. Well, there's a getting... one to look out for. There's a duel to look yeah. out for. Yeah, just don't. Just add, add a little bit of, just a little bit of an edge. That's all. Nothing too much. Um, a pull of the shirt, um, a little pinch or something, you know, something on a corner. That's mm. what you want. Uh, just, just, uh, yeah, just, to, just, to, just, uh, just to unsettle. Yeah, but Morsi is one for that. It's um, <coughs> we knew opponents used to do it to Lee Martin all the time, and he played oh, for us. You know, it was it was and he a, fell you, for you, every time as well. He did. He did always bite. Um, so the plan B. Um, there's two plan Bs, which we'll come back to. We'll come back to Callum Connolly in a minute. But Darren Gibson. Him. Yeah, okay. Darren Gibson first, because this is interesting. Against Derby last week, after Naismith went off. Derby battered them in the first half. They were, went in one nil down at half time. Naismith was, as I say, he was dismissed for a pull. It was, it was a, uh, it was Harry Wilson, I think, was was, was yeah, through on goal, yeah. and he he pulled him down, red card. So Derby just basically ripped them apart. But Cook did something very clever at half time. He switched to a back three, and he actually brought on. He took out. I think it was. I think he might have even taken Greg off, and he put on Darren Gibson. Now Gibson. We'll come on to how badly he's been discussed. But he's, he's not loved. His reputation um, but, is, um, yeah. But, but Gibson sat in front of the back three, did nothing else. That was his job. And, he, you know, given his mobility, that was probably good. But that was that then allowed was Evans and Morsi were able then to play on the front foot with a bit more freedom and cut off Derby supply lines because a lot of Derby's clever play comes from the from their from their their central midfielders mm. their two their two sitting midfielders Evans and Morsi were able to play at the front foot disrupt all of that some fans initially thought this was very negative but what it did mean that was with 10 minutes to go Wigan were still only 1-0 down yeah, kept them and, yeah exactly right absolutely yeah. yeah so it was very clever so just for, for it, so I don't know. It would be a mad thing because they are without a left back on Saturday. I don't know whether Cook would switch to a back three, but it's a it's a kind of a there's a five percent thought that that might happen. He hasn't used he, he he used it when he was with Portsmouth. Definitely, I remember in the cup match, but I'm not sure he'll do it against us. You've got Darren, some, I was going to say you've got some opinions on Gibson from their fans because his oh representative Man United, Everton, yeah. and Sunderland, and yeah. he he was actually quite well thought of from for a time he used to score long range efforts didn't he yeah. he's got a pile driver a shot but he as yeah. he's fallen through the leagues it sounds like his reputation has suffered as well your reputation you that, that you, you you absolutely nailed it there rich a, a, a player living off his past reputation he's not good enough anymore past a sell by date ball watching allowing opponents in behind him um people rave about his two inch perfect passes a game but that's about all he does he doesn't tackle or link up play going forward he's a passenger and there's a but there's always usually one scathing comment. We had poor old Juf last week. This week, um, he should be playing in soccer aid as a fat ex-professional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's wow. Not good. Yeah, it's. Uh, he's, he's, I just think he's. He, he switches off badly, and he will make. He will. Or, or two things he does. He will lazily, with time on the ball, pass to an opponent. Or the other thing is he'll hair off after his man, leaving a massive hole in the centre. There's oh. just you just you just wonder what's going on there. Right. Um, Maybe he's be, carved uh, himself a new niche then as a as a proper sitting. Mm. midfielder for a back three perhaps yeah well maybe if he was given a very simple brief just to literally don't control, move don't move just just <laughs> you, you, you draw a little box and you stay in that box yeah. yeah which then leads us on to poor old Callum Connolly now you see Colin we're trying to work out what are they going to do to cover for left back Connolly is an option mm. there's three things there's various things that they, they could go to a back three there are other players that they could they could as I say bring in um, Gavin Massey and then switch uh, Nathan Byrne across you yeah, know do a rejig that way yep. so it's, he's a right back but you know you know it's all a right winger or right midfielder going to left back but it is doable um, or they could when we come on we'll come on in a, in a minute um, when we look at the defence because Dan Byrne is very left sided as a centre back so he could switch across but Connolly is an option to go to left back however 
he's not shine. He hasn't been shining in midfield. Um, Connolly Hydes, the only player I've ever known to who has managed to stay invisible as a central midfielder. He has a special talent for hiding. Wow. That, lad is, that lad is one poor player and he needs to be sent back to Everton. Wow. Um, utterly anonymous again. It's like playing with a man down. I've no idea how Ipswich got anything out of him. He offers nothing defensively or in attack. You honestly, you honestly wouldn't know he's on the pitch. It's not just one it's not one fan with an agenda. It's, it's just comment after comment after comment it's weird it to see this when players yeah when yeah. other fans have got opinions because yeah. Con- Connolly for us was was a big player <laughs> both yeah. sides of the defence I think and full back he could play either side yeah. um, but, but as soon as he was shifted to midfield he saw a different player and yeah. a player who could sit which was why I was surprised they're not using him there but also could get up the pitch as well yeah. scored a couple of goals didn't he as well that's a yeah. shame that he's, it's not worked out there I'd have quite happily signed him in the summer and by all, yeah. all accounts we could have had him for a, quite a decent fee as well but yeah um, I don't know. It's it, it, some of it could be it could be the model of play. It could be the sh- you know yeah. with midfield. I always bang on about balance in midfield and maybe what what they've got. He can't sit in. There was there was an odd parallel. I remember when Ryan Tunnicliffe left and went to Fulham. They said the same thing. It was what does he do? Oh, it was, right, okay. And um, and when he ended up at, Wh- at Millwall, he found his he found his niche in a way as a slightly more. He, yeah, he could play box to box, but more as a as a sitting midfielder, kind of regulating the tempo at the back. But um, I wonder if that's a comment on, yeah. on Mick because yeah. Mick obviously had very clear roles for every player and yeah. probably found a position to brought out the best in both of those or a system <laughs> yeah. where he needed that kind of those. As you said before, I forget who it was about one of their players, but the way that he thinks, Josh Windus, I think it was, and yeah. found exactly the right position for the player based on yeah. what they brought to the team. I thought Connolly was good for us. I'd have quite happily um, had him. Um, yeah. Our friend um, Benjamin Bloom of uh, Blue Monday Podcast fame um, okay. actually asked a question, which I'll, I'll chip in now, which is um, yeah. how much impact would Callum Connolly have made if he'd signed for Ipswich, not Wigan? I guess at the moment, um, he probably wouldn't be in the midfield, but, well, maybe he would be, but yeah. Would we have signed Shalibur on loan? Would we sign Nolan if we'd got Connolly? I wonder. Who would you take? Okay, who would you have taken out against Stoke? Um, Chalibur. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I put McConley in third. Yeah. Or maybe Nylon, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it, that? Yeah. What's your thoughts? It's in, no, it's a good to ask the question because you, know, you think to yourself, well, we're, we're kind of covered it all right. And, you know, having last year, having no central midfielders, we have a lot coming back. Maybe he was he might have been surplus to requirements, but with Skews out injured, you might think well, Connolly could actually do a job in there because he was quite he was quite effective as a you know you know in a, in that in that more holding role when we needed to when we needed to dig in him and him and Skews could actually you know they could they could protect and then Connolly getting forward you know he was the one who would be prepared to play on the front foot in the in you know of the three he you know if anybody if Skews would always happily sit back and let Connolly push on if yeah. necessary it's an interesting one. Um, I'm not sure he'd be a priority this 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 January not though. In January, if, if, no, because no, you know if you went back to 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 Everton, they wouldn't they wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Let's just say, but um, anyway, true. but um, so looking at the defence, um, switching focus, if I may, um, keeper Christian Walton. Um, he's not a household keep... name, is he? No, it's not. He was on loan from Brighton. He played on loan for them there last season as well. And this comes up a few times. He's on a learning curve. He's a decent keeper who commands his area and makes excellent saves. A couple of ricks he's made. He spilt a ball. There was one confused call between him and a centre-back against Leeds. And one, the Bolton's goal the other week, possibly a near-post issue. Um, but he has saved them as so many points with decent saves. So he's not at the top end, but he's... He's learning. It's his first season in the championship and he's coming through. He obviously did very well in League One last year. He was very well protected last season, to be fair. But um, I'm not sure the North Stand will get much out of him. He seems to be fairly complimentary. You know, he's, he's, he's fairly well complimented, but he's he's not he's not he's not the, the greatest. But there's no big could... name number two there either, is there? I'm looking no, at there, no, there isn't. Because Wigan no. are always famous for having a decent. They've had Kirkland yeah. and Al Habsy as the two names that I remember. You know, really. Yeah. They might have had errors, but they were solid keepers. So, mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, who else have they got? The uh, the two centre backs, Dan Byrne, Cedric Kipre, are the two who will probably play. This. They are light on numbers, as I say at the back, and um, because the other player, Shay Dunkley, he's had knee surgery. I don't think he's going to be available. He's had knee surgery, so he's probably <laughs> out. And um, he's um, competent centre centre back. He played with Kipre earlier in the season. Um, and the other Naismith is suspended, as I say, but they were. It was a red. They've accepted that, but he can be very naive. Was the problem with him? How old is Naismith? He's he's not the he's not the um, he's not the oldest player in the book. He's twenty six, mind you. He's played for oh, he wow. played for Accrington. He joined them from he joined them from Portsmouth. And he is normally to be fair, he is a winger. So I think it was more it was he, it could be that he was too forward thinking. But they they have. They've said his. He, he seems intent on risk taking by trying to beat players deep in our own half when he should play it safe. That suggests to me like a winger playing at left back. Yeah. Um, but um, and the other player, Anthony Robinson, who I think he played on loan for Birmingham for a while. He's out as well. Um, now Anthony's what's his? He's not. A, he's not a hamstring. If I'm not mistaken, he is an ankle injury. If uh, so, he's out as well. Yeah. So they they are down to the bare bones at the back. Um, uh, Dan Byrne, unit. Um, he started his his form he wasn't Fulham? great at the start as for, start of the season. Yes, he was Fulham. Sorry, well, 
Brilliant spot. Brilliant spot. He he was signed after his form last season in League One. Brighton signed him and loaned him back until January. And in August, September, they were quite happy for him to go sooner rather than later. They felt he struggled with the leap back up. Um, he, I know he wasn't hugely rated by, by um, Fulham. I don't know whether he was one of the Felix Magat signings. Look at going back to them. Oh, um, was he a big possibly. money signing from from a championship been... team when they were in the Prem? Was he? Yeah, he would. I, I think he would have been actually. Yeah, oh, or was I, it... I'm going to say it's Leeds. I'm going to look yeah. it up. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. It's um. But he was. He's basically. He's. Re- he's. Re- he's recapturing his form. He had a very poor start to the season. Oh, no. We're wrong. Um, yeah, ignore he, that. He, okay, no, but he's um he's comfortable. Yeah, the question with him is he's comfortable as a big striker, or against a big striker playing as a big stopper. So he's a big, you know, heart of oak centre half. Here we go, <laughs> Un- a unit basically. But he's not suited to the smaller and quicker strikers who play more pass and move football. And the sense a couple of Wigan fans said that they've been out of the, the championship for a season coming back. They see that they see the changes. They feel there's more of that going on in the championship this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's great at covering for centre back partner. He's a lot. He's actually a lot quicker than he looks. Wins aerial duels, etc. Um, but sometimes one of the issues with him is that the team has to drop deeper to protect him. Um, he's he's not. He's less suited to playing a higher line. So that's Dan Byrne. He could switch to left back, as I say, if depending on how they rejig it. Cedric Kipre is the other player who came in. He was. This sums up. He, this. Gives you an idea of how cosmopolitan the world is. Ex-Paris Saint-Germain youth player. I think he went to Leicester and didn't get into the team there. Then he went to Motherwell and he was signed by Wigan from Motherwell in August. And he's an Ivory Coast under-23 international. Wow. Welcome to international oh, wow. Welcome to 21st century football. Yeah, um, yeah. Getting, better, getting better and better. Another one who stepped into this league. Um, occasionally, gets caught, yeah, he gets caught out of position chasing players um, out and he can disrupt their shape. One of them described him as a bomb scare waiting to happen. But actually, I don't think he's necessary. That, that, was a, that might be outspoken. He does have a mistake per game. He tries too hard and impatience can cost him. He can dive in. But he's, he's adjusting to the step. It's a step up from the Scottish League. So him and Byrne have been, uh, have been quite, they're working effectively as a unit now. Um, Dunkley was in instead of Byrne at one stage, but obviously he's out, of, he's, he's out of the equation now. And the plan B, who again might feature on Saturday, and here's a blast from the past, Alex Bruce. Blimey, it's like a yeah. reunion Saturday, isn't it? Would be actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not sure. That one of them says he, Bruce hasn't. He was on the bench um, last week. They're not sure. They're not convinced. The thought of Bruce playing as third choice centre back doesn't fill me with confidence. He must be um, getting on a, a, a yeah, bit he as well. Base, yeah, there, there's nothing substance substantial for them to base their worries on. He hasn't done. He hasn't come on and, and played badly. But um, they are. The last thing we need is to end up being forced to use Alex Bruce. They're, they are worried. He was. Oh, wow. He's thirty. He's thirty four. They actually signed. He, up the, from... he was in the same team as Gary Roberts, isn't he? So same age and the same Ipswich team as Gary Roberts, I think. That would I seem right. to remember him in the swooshy Eon yeah. kit. But yeah, he he was um, 2006 to 2010. Oh, there you go. It was about four years. So it was around oh, that. Yeah. So that would yeah. That's so yes, yeah. And he also managed to play uniquely for both the Republic and the North of Ireland, which is <laughs> something which is. Uh, I think he played for the Republic for two games and then he went to the he switched to the North and then I think that that I think that locked him in. Then I think he played a competitive game for the North and that was it. So that's their back four. It's say, how they're going to line up on Saturday will be interesting. It could be a makeshift defence that we're up against, depending. They could drop Connolly in at left back, as I say. That that would be that would be my instinct. You'd feel Connolly would be less of a risk than moving Byrne out and dropping Bruce in, but um, mm. we'll see, we'll see what they do. So then we'll have a look. Can we switch to their strikers? Have you missed have a name we... out? 
Uh, I don't want to drop you in it, Harry. No, no, go but on. We did speak about young Reese James. Forgive me. Yes, I was so so focused on. That's why I'm here. I add I value so... eventually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you do. At some no, point, no. he comes into his own. No, no, no I was. Uh, what it was because they've no because they've no fullbacks. Of course, with Robinson out and with Naismith out, um, of course, I was so busy. I was. I wanted to get on to Joey Garner. That's which we'll come back to him in a minute. Um, Reese James. Yes. Okay. Everybody, go into the game. If the game is dull, keep an eye on Reese James. He should be worth watching. They love him. They rate him. They really, really do. Um, great going forward, overlapping well. He can put in a decent cross. This is the best way I can put it. Chelsea Loney, he's he's, um, he's 18, pl- captain of the England under-19 team to the Toulon Trophy, you know, that international youth tournament that's played. They won that under his captaincy. And he's also um, captain to the Chelsea youth team to winning the Youth Cup. So this is his oh, first... Best mates with Trevor season. then. Trevor yeah. Chalabaya. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, that could be interesting actually to see how they see if they if they back, you, know, you can spot those things when you're live at the game. Um, he they love him, they absolutely love him. Um, what can I say? Chelsea youngsters rarely break into the first team, but I would be very surprised if he's not the exception to the rule. The best fullback outside the Premier League. Wow. This lad is our best player most weeks. He's taken to the championship like a duck to water, he's nothing to prove at this level. It's his first season playing with the big High boys, price. and um, a little touch of um, mullet's L plates on the Rolls Royce in that there is the occasional error. Um, it's his first professional season, but they reckon one of them said a future international England international. They really, wow. they, they yeah, absolutely yeah. love him. Great going forward, overlapping well. He can put in a decent cross. The only criticism is actually they think if anything, the rest of the players aren't on his wavelength. He's a they're separate, too slow or something. They're too slow. Exactly. He's he can see things before way 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 ahead of any of them. As I say, for an eighteen year old, he's obviously a precocious talent. Thank you, Rich. How could we leave out? one of their best ever players, you know, one of their best players on Saturday. He's one to watch out for, as I say, he's a bit of a, if we're going to get any change, we're going to get change out of the left side where it's all going to be cut and paste and who can we, who have we got? But I think Rhys James on the right, he's... Um, it's just, a, it's a real shame that just mm. this youth system, because the thing with Chelsea and all of these loanies that they do every season, their academy, um, mm. they clearly can spot and bring through players but yeah. it's, it's just disconnect to them and the first team. And the fact that a player like Loftus-Cheek um, is a sub and, and yeah. starts only a few games a season, it's just there's something inherently wrong there. It, it's a good yeah. thing and a bad thing, isn't it? Because Chelsea obviously have got decent coaches, dif- decent infrastructure to bring them through and to give them game time somewhere else. But the fact it just doesn't materialise into first team yeah. action, it's just, it's just a real shame, isn't it? They're not, they're not in control of their careers in, to some degree. You really feel... Mm. Well, we, we, they don't appear to be, more accurately, I think. It's, it's rude to say. And I was thinking, well, maybe if you were to cap them to say, right, you can only have so many players at a certain level to stop this hoarding that they do. But probably what they do is they go out and buy other... They'd buy them... They'd go out and buy teams in Belgium and Holland and Denmark and yeah, just farm, far, them far, farm them out there. Literally, Sad, literally far, farm them out. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, but as I say, from our point of view, Worth worth keeping an eye on if the game is if the game is ticking over and it's a little bit work a day. He's 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 meant to be a bit special. Can we talk about Joey Garner now? Let's talk about Joey Garner definitely. Okay, let's go. We're going to do the strikers. Now. Oh, we the miss strikers. Joey Garner, don't we? Oh, we do. Um, I'm not sure Wigan fans may. You know, we were Callum Connolly earlier. We need to do an exchange, don't we? Are they uh, are they yeah. got things to say about Joey Garner as well? They're not too happy. Um, I've been underwhelmed with Garner. He's good at getting up for headers, but he's too small to act as a target man although he's quite strong for a small player. And now here we go. All he does is get into confrontations. 
I know he's supposed to be com- combat- combative or combative, but he comes across more as petulant. He's a battler, but I'm not sure he, um, he's the answer so far. He seems more concerned with kicking off and fouling than trying to create or take chances. And then famously, he came close to emulating Graeme Souness with that challenge on, on Adam, Adam Webster. You remember the Bristol Oh, City wow, yeah, just September. before half-time. And live on Sky as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not convinced. That was del- do you think that was deliberate? Well, they thought it was. <laughs> they really, I don't know. We don't know. They were embarrassed by it. They were kind of, uh, oh, really? you know, they, I know they felt he should have been sent off. Actually, oh. I know the Bristol Fifth City. I love that they seem to miss the point with Connolly and Garner. Yeah. Oh, maybe you need to do a swap. Make it. Give them two of our players. They yeah. can. Oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, you know, Joey. You know, Joey won't. I'd have Garner was, back. He was. He was homesick. He was yeah, homesick. That's, that's why he left. That's why he left us. He was. I'm so sorry. I felt he was. He was pining for the. He was. He was pining for the mills. But only that one goal for them, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh, why it's one goal. Yeah, it's um, and uh, so that's Joey. Um, and then the other, <coughs> the other two options. Um, let we come back. We come on to the plan A, which is Will Greg in a minute. But James Vaughan is has also ex-budgie. another ex-budgie, exactly in Norwich. Uh, Everton Huddersfield he's been all over actually Huddersfield mm. I remember he was I think he was quite injured he never he, he was an injury risk at Huddersfield they didn't quite Did he, trust um, he was he the youngest Premier League goal scorer for a while before Rooney or have I made that up I think he was a, he definitely scored Everton, a goal for them as a teenager I think was that for Everton or was yeah that for and I think he might, or he might have scored in a Merseyside derby or something that's another thing I need, I need to stop just Chucking in these random no, no. bits of trivia no, that may or may not be true. Will, people will know. Tweet if people. Yes, tweet please do. Yeah, yeah, if I've got if that, if I'm going to keep. If, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. You can tell us about him. He's decent. Yeah. I, I thought he's good player, James Bond. He's a good player, but they're trying to work out how to use him. I think is more the issue. Um, uh, he's not a lone striker. He's okay with a partner, but he is quite good in the air. The danger is that when he comes on, it's this thing of. Sometimes it used to happen when Matt Smith would come on for Fulham or for Queen's Park Rangers. When you had a player like that on the field, teams would start launching the ball up to him. It, and they wouldn't set out to do it, but just because you know he's there and you're suddenly under yeah, pressure. It's lo- yeah. yeah, you know, so, you know, well, it's a good out ball. That's what we used to do for Murphy, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. We did. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, he's, um, but he, he did have a brilliant game against, again, this win they had 3 1 win over Blackburn recently when it all clicked. He ran himself into the ground. He caused them all sorts of problems. Um, um, he's, uh, he's, he's better. They feel he's better with a partner, though. And um, he's, they think as well, rather than being a target man, he's actually a poacher who plays off a target man. That's how and I this, would think of him. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that he's good in the air, actually. But yeah, that's what that's it. But he's, it's, um, yeah, he's, but he can, he's, it could be something he's added to his game, they feel. Um, but him and Windass, they, when they play together, he said, well, Windass, he wins the first share of headers and they link well. When one runs behind the ball, the other notices that and links play. So there is that chemistry between them. So if they take off Will Grigg, because he's still coming back from his hamstring injury, okay. um, so he may not play a full game, and Vaughan comes on, that might you might see him and Windass then suddenly having fun together. Let um, me read you something very quickly. Go um, for it. His 73rd minute substitute appearance for Everton's first team against Crystal Palace on his debut on the 10th of April 2005, <laughs> which included goal, meant yeah. that he overtook James Milner as the Premier League's youngest scorer at 16 years and 271 days, as well as Wayne Rooney as Everton's youngest top flight goal scorer. Wow. Pub quiz knowledge. That is... I'm, totally I'm, useless. 
that's fantastic. Apart from this podcast, talking about James Bond for you. It's as good as Dave's fantastic knowledge of the 2004 Ipswich team. <laughs> well, which, I it? which I got destroyed. That was I'm still licking my wounds after that. He was, Dave was awesome. Was, uh, the two little, awesome. Duck, two little ducks, two little ducks on Sunday. If anyone, if anyone missed it, it we was, don't do that feature uh, on this one. We'd be rubbish. Uh, no, no way, no way. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, thankfully we can do that to stress. Anyway, um, now, Will Greg, let's talk about Will. We need to come back yeah. to Will. Because um, he, he flattered to deceive when Wigan were in the Championship two seasons ago. Mm. And then last year, of course, he found his form in League One and scored that famous goal against, I think it was Manchester City in the FA Cup win they oh, had. him, was it? Oh, OK, yeah. If, I've got the, if, my, if memory serves me right, the portal was closing in. They had one shot on target and Manchester City had... That was a good game, wasn't it, four, to watch four, four, 426 or something like that. It was just, they absolutely battered them, but they couldn't score. It was great fun. It was great fun. Proper cup game. Um, so... Um, they do reckon Grigg is their best natural striker. That's the problem with Vaughan and Garner, and to some degree Windus, is that they they don't have the quality of finishing that they think Grigg can add to the team. Um, he's um, they feel he's better when the game is more open and he has space to attack. They think the best it's it's, it's about give-and-go football with the ball played into his feet. He does not attack crosses. He, I mean, this is a big thing. They say it all the time. He isn't willing to bust a gut to get on the end of them. So. In a way, having no wingers on the field, you know, playing with the two wide midfielders might actually, might suit. You play the ball a bit like I always used to feel with Jordan Rhodes. You play the ball in off and then he can run onto it kind of yeah. thing. That's what I think. That's me. That's that's my take on Rhodes anyway. Mm. Um, they feel Greg does well when the game is more open and he gives, he's, he's, he's got space to attack, but he doesn't hold on to the ball well when teams sit back and make it a battle of strength. I think there was a game they played against Queen's Park Rangers where QPR sat in and he was just he got absolutely no change out of them but um but he is he's 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 the he's he's looked rusty at times but i think again if he's carrying one of these knocks but they do think he is truly this season he seems to have clicked he's worked it out when you could you could understand when you've got him massey jacobs and powell behind him you can see how that would be quite a formidable quartet quartet up front but i reckon he will start he may not come he may not finish but you could see greg starting and then vaughan coming on to replace them so as i say that's so that's that's the all as i say looking looking running the rule over wigan a decent team cook we haven't talked about paul cook briefly they do think he's doing an excellent job all things considered there were a few slight paul hursty kind of comments which unnerved me they said um that it's his first season playing in the championship and um, he needs to adjust to the ever-changing tactics that you get in the championship as opposed to lower league football because mm. he was at Accrington, Chesterfield, Portsmouth, I think, when they were all they're all lower league teams. And I kind of went, ooh, uh, there was a Hurst moment thinking, yes, yes, it is. It is different. It gets it, found it, out, maybe. Is yeah, it? exactly. It, it, trust me, it is different. But everyone said, the, the consensus on, on Paul Cook is, does anyone think we can get a better manager? He has got a model of play. when all He's got the right players to play it when they're all fit. The fact that they're not fit means that they're having a wobble because they just don't have the they don't have the resources that you know they're having mm. to cope more so than other teams will you know the the, the more that the haves as opposed to the have-nots yeah. definitely there was definitely a, a feeling when you were talking through that about square pegs and round holes and all that stuff yeah and quickly yeah. on cook as well i, I <coughs> seem to remember cook being linked with us um i think he mm. might have been on evans's long list at some point so yeah. um he's hardly thought of but yeah i guess he needs to find his get them a championship finish a stable finish in the championship before maybe he gets yeah. those people on the side but yeah it is well as i said Eric, we were saying earlier it is such a streetwise league it really is you know you need you need you do at need least to, lambert uh, gives us that now a little bit yeah he's been there and done it 
Yeah. So, um, should we go yeah, through um, our, our mate Daryl's combined yeah, 11? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, let's do that next. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> some people did, a couple of people mentioned for the Stoke one last week, we could have brought in Ricardo Fuller, who I'd forgotten all about. Oh, actually. we forgot about Ricardo Fuller. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you could have partnered him with John Walters up front and maybe taken out one of the back five, But um, which that was that was an interesting upgrade, I thought. That oh, was yeah. worth mentioning. But generally, generally very well received. So let's have a look. At, do you want to run through it? And uh, and then we'll, we'll chip in and discuss what an interesting um, uh, Wigan stroke Ipswich all-time 11 that we've got here. This is a Over. it's a good team, isn't it? So he's <laughs> it got is. has he got Brian yeah. Hamilton managing? Yeah. He rather has, than he had, Paul Jewell. Yeah, he had Brian Hamilton managing and Jewell on the bench, which I would prefer rather than Jewell managing and Hamilton on the on the well Hamilton would be on the pitch actually, but no, I we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And we have a fitness coach as well, which is Andy Little. Um the name is oh, familiar oh, to everyone. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the team is um um Mike Pollitt who um much better known for Wigan, but actually a bit of a cult hero at Ipswich for one appearance and a 100% winning record against Norwich. There are very few players. I think Matthew Bates is the other one who can possibly say that. Yeah. Um, so Mike Pollitt and goal. Um, some familiar names at centre-back. Callum Colley, <coughs> we spoken about, uh, presumably mm. a full-back. Um, a pretty tidy centre-back pairing of Jason DeVos and Titus Bramble, who yeah. I think was more highly thought of with us than maybe it Wigan. Um, he's got Gavin Johnson in a defensive midfield role. We think Gavin Johnson could possibly right play back. Yeah, fullback. Um, yeah, I'd put him in at right back, no question. And you think it's a and you've gone for a diamond well, four midfielder. Shall I run through the midfield? He's got yeah, four yeah. in the he's got four midfielders. You've got Ryan Tunnicliffe, David Lowe, Gary Robertson, Bullard, Jimmy Bullard. Now I'd put Tunnicliffe as this looks to me like a diamond, a widish diamond. Tunnicliffe could sit, mm -hmm. you could have Lowe on the right. Um, David Lowe on the right, and he's you know he could play proper right. Gary Roberts do what he's actually doing now on the left, and then have Jimmy Bullard sitting in on on, on the point of the diamond. So yeah. that that's actually pretty balanced, taking all the set pieces. Pretty feisty as well. I would have thought that yeah, it's yeah. pretty attacking. And then we come on to the strikers. Yeah, so the... <laughs> I would call this a small diminutive, <laughs> but um, powerful front pair of uh, Joey Garner um, and Noel Hunt. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's some, really good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, strong, Daryl. It's a it's a really good team, and it it actually it, that could actually function because you've got Johnson on the right, you've got Connolly on the left off Roberts. Now that might be the most exciting, but certainly on the right, you'd have thought Johnson playing playing off low would be that 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 would definitely give you an give you an outlet there. I don't think um, you want crosses it. into the penalty area for those two. Or maybe Garner can. No, well, no. Garner's around there, isn't he? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Set well, pieces. DeVos yeah. and Bram will go up for those. Yeah. yeah. No, but you'd be thinking Bullard threading the ball through and then breaking in as well to join them. Mm. That would be the way that, you know, or, or playing low crosses in with, with Bullard breaking to join Hunt and Garner because they um, and if some very attacking substitutes, I'm not yeah. sure about John Dean. and I know he played for us, but there is the Norwich. There is a Norwich connection there, isn't there? But yeah, he's got strikers. We've got three strikers to call on as, as backups. There's a, we've got, um, and we've got Jewel who I, I'd still, Feel uh, <laughs> and then there was a Nathan Ellington. Um, I'd rather have the Wigan the version of Nathan. Yeah, yes. Jason Wigan Roberts version. Partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and Neil Rimmer is the other is the other midfielder who he found. So it's, it's a yeah. There we go. That's it's. Uh, I don't think he's left. Uh, Darryl, he's played another blinder. Any thoughts, observations, anything you people would change or add or alter? Do let us know. If we miss, uh, yeah. he's missing Alex yeah. Bruce. Oh, he is actually. But God. I don't think you'd just you'd get rid of DeVos or Bramble, would you? I know you'd but he keep could go on the you'd, bench. 
Yeah, you put him on the bench. No, I wouldn't take out. You wouldn't take out Alex either DeVos or Bramble. That's an absolutely rock solid. But yeah, let's know if, uh, on the old tweets if we've missed anyone. Yeah. But I'm, I will. So by the time this goes out, I'll have retweeted that. So any comments, yeah. or maybe I'll delay the tweet and then um, yeah, we can coincide it. But um, Daryl, thank you for that. Another fantastic piece of work there. Um, before Cheers. we move away from Wigan entirely. Um, for those of you on the video, I'll, I will just point, as I do, to the kits behind me that have also survived another week. I, my makeshift coat hanger and string system is working a treat. Um, so on this side, <laughs> for, for those of you listening, um, so-and-so is playing in red. and so no, um, Sorry. Um, and I don't know which way the video brings me out in the wrong way as well. Um, I've got the 2004-5 uh, kit back out again. Um, That's right to mark our 2-1 victory over Wigan at home at Christmas time they put us top of the league Darren Bent's lovely loopy shot but Leighton Baines is thronker for Wigan and that was a good goal and on this side um, it's probably the this kit may have not been seen by too many people this is the old Barcelona away kit Um, and if you went to the Wigan game where we won 3-2 you might not have actually seen it because it was in the fog as well Um, Mm. so these are my two Wigan themed Ipswich Town kits for the week that was the game. That was the game where Yannick Wiltshire played. Oh, really well. destroyed Chambers at right yeah. back, didn't he? Yeah. There's a funny. I've got a funny Yannick Wiltshire story. Let me find it from the Bolton comments. They Wiltshire came on, and well, Wiltshire didn't come on in the Bolton game. Um, for Bolton, it was uh, who came on instead? Josh McGinnis came on on 68 minutes, and they all started. All the all the Wigan fans started booing him because they thought it was Yannick Wiltshire. Oh, okay. And. And then nine minutes later, Yannick Wilshot came on, and they all kind of went, "Oh, oh, sorry." You know, it was it was one of those moments of, "Oh God!" And then they, they said, "Oh, he's the one we really need to boo." Yes. And then they were kind we of, didn't they, mean they, it. We didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah. It was a tad embarrassing. They were booing the wrong player because apparently it wasn't the announcer. I think they just there might have been a physical resemblance, and they were convinced they got it in their heads that Wilshot was on. They, 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 the, the, the snake theme, which comes out every so often, is um, is used. But I meant to put that in. No, they were, it was kind of after when Wilshot actually came on. They were all looking furtively at each other, kind of going. <coughs> sorry <Whoops. laughs> anyway sorry. Right um, um, let's do some questions Harry questions yes um, thank you everyone for your questions let's um, start near the top um, Tim our mate Tim Pashley um, let me see if I can get this right first hi, Tim. time hi Tim Bishobar Nolabar Downobar uh, which combination do you think will replace Schoolabar <laughs> For the next few weeks, and Tara replies, "Bar humbug." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's going to change the midfield configuration from last week? I don't think he will. I think he performed creditably, and I think he's not up against. I think we be the, the, the quality that I mean, we've got. We, you know, we've looked at um, Evans and Morsi and and Windas possibly. I I think what we've got out there would be more than competent given what how they handled Stoke broadly last week I wouldn't have you know apart from the couple of moments of quality Wigan don't have that I I wouldn't I wouldn't change it I really wouldn't um Mm. yeah well I think there might be more questions so I don't want to um go further through the team so let's say to Tim that we think the midfield three will stay the same and if we get a result I think you can expect to see that for the foreseeable as well. I think probably yeah. once Lambert gets something that works, yeah. I suspect he'd like to stick to it. Though Christmas, plenty of games coming up, isn't there? Yeah, it's balanced. It's balanced. It's balanced. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Mealing. Oh, James. Um, for a fan who the relegation in 2002 is at the very limit of memory, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? And what does it feel like? 
What does relegation feel like, Harry? It's not fun, is it? No, it's not. It's not good at all. It's horrible. I think um, it's worse. So just quickly, the 2002 relegation, there was quite an awkward spell um, around Christmas. And then we suddenly turned it around and everyone did. kind of thought we're out of trouble. And then we were yeah. it kind of caught up on us in the last month or so of the season. That yeah. Bolton defeat. Um, yeah. So that one, one was kind of, oh, that was a surprise. Whereas 1994 and this one, you can kind of see it coming. <coughs> and there's yeah. almost an element of inevitability about it, despite the fact the season's not even halfway through. Yeah. But what does it kind of what does the senses feel like, Harry? When yeah. This is happening. That, that that Burley relegation was odd because we did come, we came steaming back into it. And we and I thought, right, we're back in the because there was a pack of them. We were suddenly back up with them. And March, then we were just, bot- yeah. yeah. And then so well, it just turned to dust. And we had that horrible, horrible run in of games. Um, the tea that and we just kept getting belted it that last it was like Norwich's relegation a few years ago when you looked at the last group of games and they were playing Chelsea and then yes. followed by Arsenal and it was the same thing we had the same thing and you just thought you need to be safe by Bolton comfortably and of course we weren't we lost that one that and it, it all as I say it, it all went horribly wrong I don't know the thing that struck me I was watching the highlights of a whole game actually it was ahead of one of our earlier games not when we played Hull they were playing whoever we were playing I was looking at the highlights and the two goals whoever it was scored against them one was through a whole defensive mistake and then the other was through a goal of real quality that Hull just simply didn't have and that summed it up for me that you know errors will get punished cruelly mm. it's not so much about bad luck but then it's a, it's a loss of quality which and a loss of confidence and then and that, and as I say, the errors as well. Then feeding into that, the, it it conspires together. But um, but that's to say, that's why Lambert is kicking and screaming to do everything he can to fight against that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and trying to do everything to get the fans on side as well. Because exactly. Um, yeah. So to, to your question, James, there's the uh, we can't ignore this fact. It, we are bottom of the table, and statistically, <coughs> yeah. it doesn't mm. look great for yeah. us. If mm. if things don't go our way over the next two to three weeks. And we are properly adrift, um, and you're kind of in miracle territory if we're not already there. The good thing we haven't had so far is big thumpings. No one's smashed no. us, um, but as soon as everyone kind of gets the sense it's kind of game over, those kind of four nil, five nil games might keep cropping up, and heads will go, attendances will drop. It won't be nice the second half of the season if we don't turn it around quite quickly. So I think James, unfortunately. If things go worse, you'll you'll find out what it looks like and sounds like. It'll be quiet and everyone will be heads down, won't they? Yeah. The one positive thing, though, I'd say is the majority. I wouldn't say all, but the majority of the team are playing for each other. One yes. of the things, Paul. One of the things my Stoke friend Paul said was that he noticed as as things started to unravel, a lot of the team started just playing for themselves. And you could see it with them. They'd be in and out of the games. They'd be focused for 20 minutes and then they'd be pausing and looking around and just thinking, mm, I'm not sure I want to be here. Mm. There were little moments like that. And we, certainly from looking at Stoke, by and large, probably not everyone, but the vast majority of players, I felt, were all playing. They were very much playing for each other. There was a sense of purpose. There was a sense of mission. And there was a sense of, you know, it's just the lack of quality was the, was the mm. issue, really, I felt. Yeah. Anyway, we've got a question, question on, on January. Mm. And, and James, uh, the other thing to say is obviously mm. I painted a very negative picture there because mm. I do it as a service to so that if the worst was to happen, at least you're prepared for it. But 
there are still games to be played. And yeah. if it clicks, as Lambert said, based on the consistency that we've seen in his approach that seems to have established itself, and then you supplement it with better players, then what you want is everyone behind the team, everyone pulling together um, to give us our best chance of that. So hopefully, yeah. James, um, you won't get to feel what that's like, but I'm not yeah. going to make you any promises. Um, Harry Butcher um, asks another midfield question, um, but his view on the midfield configuration is that um, he only wants to play one of Downs or Chalaba in midfield in order to get more attacking players to have a good go. Um, one sitter and... I guess the question is whether you think Downs and Chalaba in their current um, positions don't push forward. I think both of them tend to get a little bit forward, but is there a better attacking option that you could lob in there and maybe take one of those two out? You could, if if I mean Downs could evolve into Ryan Woods in a form of in a in a manner of in terms of a style of play. I guess this is me just kind of guessing here. They haven't seen the question. So in, the, in which case, then you have Nolan and Bishop then both as in a more attacking dimension. Yeah, that that's, that could work, and I'd probably. I don't know the problem. It's the L plates with Chalaba again. Whether he'd be, where he'd be, I'd be more. I think Downs to me would be less of a risk in that role. But um, that that's you, you shoot me down in flames, everyone. If I'm wrong on that, I'll tell you what. The midfield yeah. is the one that everyone's asking. I'll quickly chuck yeah. in um, Brad Archer's question: Does Bishop start Saturday in place of Nolan, or does that leave our midfield too inexperienced <laughs> in the fixture, assuming Downs and Chalaba are the other two? I mean, mm. there's quite a lot of. Yeah, hypothesising going on there, but I would suggest that Stoke, there wasn't anything out of Stoke that would give me any concerns about playing that three again, though I know mm. people want to see Bishop. Yeah, no, I think Wigan is a game in which Bishop could play, no question, but you look, again, you don't always mirror everything against what the opposition has, you know, you don't just you don't just set out to play to nullify your opponents. I mean, we had all that under Mick for five years, but you with equal with equal weight though in a, against a team with a less aggressive or less experienced or less international midfield you could see you could you could slot Wigan or you could slot um uh, bishop in against Wigan mm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That, that that would that would work yeah um Harvey Davies thank you for the question um but i think um we're fairly certain that Nick Powell's out don't we yeah, he yeah, is out. So yeah, I think uh, that's one we don't have to worry about. It's, it's. I think Lazarus country. I think he's. Um, I think out till the new year. I think is what they were saying. So I think they just need to get this fixed before he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Glad he's not. Glad he's not playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Arthur Pickthorn. There's a. This is a question. Um, Hi, Arthur. Um, given the way he started his town career. Is it fair to say Grant Ward has been Mick McCarthy'd in the same question. way Freddie yeah. Sears was? He yeah. seems low on confidence and doesn't seem to have a best position. Um, all fair. I guess is this Mick McCarthy or is this a player having an unbelievable debut and not being able to live up to the hype ever since? Yeah. Two things I'd say. The curse of versatility, uh, but also... Yeah. But you have to, you cannot negate the lack of consistency. But did it possibly the two feed off each other in that sense? Because we know Freddie's game took a, took a dip when he suddenly started playing in a wider role. Though in hindsight, it might have added more to his game. But I, I, we all know that's a separate debate. Um, it's a good question, but Ward, there were there have been games this season when I've seen him when he's been good against Brentford in that first half. He did a fantastic job on McEachern. But then against Exeter, if memory if my memory isn't playing tricks on me, it was. Um, 
he was there was a lack of discipline there was a, there was an anonymity to the team and i felt ward could have probably done more to help with that yeah the yeah. the um assumption was that paul hurst scathing post-match comments yeah. after exeter were included probably grant ward yeah um, he doesn't seem to be a i'm trying to he's i'm not sure his head is entirely there he doesn't seem to me like to be a bubbly um up and out and energetic player or personality and I think mm. maybe that comes across as well in the way he plays, but I don't know whether it's it's Mick McCarthy's fault, Arthur. But I think <coughs> that flexibility has probably not helped him or Freddie. I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame <coughs> me I wouldn't blame Mick. But it, we were talking earlier in the show about Windus, and I just wonder whether what is Grant Ward? Mm. Yeah. If I can ask, it's a strange, just the big question: What what is? <laughs> He's he's com, com, more than competent to play in the championship, but actually, you know, it'd be interesting. That's a that might be for another another show, just to literally pull his game apart and piece together and think about where where where, where, where is his best role? What where is Grant he, Ward? Who yeah, is Grant what, Ward? Why yeah, is Grant Ward? Yeah, what what is his? There's a whole his, podcast there. You know, <laughs> how, 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 you know, where where do you fit him in? Interesting question. Yeah. Really, really good question. Yeah, thanks, Arthur. Um, Dan Johnson, um, who leads the line Sunday? Um, Roberts was woeful against Stoke. Woeful, maybe. Oh, well, um, no movement. Um, Jackson has been poor. Is Harrison fit enough for the 90 minutes? <coughs> maybe worth a gamble on Harrison, considering it's almost make or break. I wouldn't be as scathing. I wasn't massively happy with Roberts' performance on Saturday. Jackson's been okay. Probably he's got to do the step up. But would you go for Harrison? Would you gamble on if he's starting him? If he's fit enough, yeah. Yeah, if I mean, he doesn't have to play yeah. the 90, does he? No, he doesn't. It's a bit like he could be, it's a bit like um, Will Grigg for them, um, for, for Wigan. You know, Wig, Grigg, if he starts, will probably come off after 60, 70 minutes. Mm. Same with Harrison. Just give him, get, get, get him on, see see how he goes. I think looking at the at the back two, someone like, he, I think against Keep, Keepre, Cedric Keepre, I think he could have, he could have a bit of joy there. It, 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 Byrne would probably try and get on him. So because, but, but he, he suits Lambert's model of play, that physical striker who will bounce off defenders and punch holes, hopefully then for the breaking midfield, possibly of Nolan and Bishop to come in and exploit. But yeah. certainly, you know, if if you know if you were to go down that attacking route, that would work as a an attacking model. Yeah. I think he'd go for, I think Jackson will come back in, but that's that's my guess. Mm. For what it's worth. Um and finally, um Beanie, the the Ipswich Bean. Um how does Lambert limp us to January and will his signings <coughs> have the desired effect? Or is it all too optimistic? So this kind of goes back to James stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. How do we limp to January? I guess we limp to January by not losing for a start on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a par result on Saturday would be a draw. We've drawn it home to Bolton. We've drawn it home to Blackburn. Therefore, a draw against Wigan is eminently, eminently achievable, given looking at just benchmarking the three teams against each other. Um, but a win is also eminently, eminently achievable. Just to... You know, just just to tie in with that, sort of my, my sort of final comments on the whole thing. Um, this away fragility has come through in a lot of Wigan comments about Ipswich before the game. Um, if we continue our recent form, we could throw the Tractor Boys a lifetime. And um, what we can't do is capitulate at Portman Road next week and give Ipswich hope and momentum. Um, lose at Ipswich, and we might as well pack up and forfeit every away game from now till the end of the season. 
they're vulnerable on the road, they're worried about it, it's a psychological problem. And they're saying Ipswich should be a definite three point, but given our away form, I would take nothing for granted. Um, so it is, um, it's, it's utterly winnable. They are fragile. If we go ahead, we could push them over. We said this against Bristol City, but I do think it's just as equally true against Wigan and maybe with a bit of good fortune and a couple of lucky breaks this could be the one that gives us just keeps us doesn't let that gap get too far out and keeps yeah. us in touch keeps us in touch with the with fourth bottom which is you know which is what we're all looking at and, and the hope is that in terms of limping through <coughs> January is that the teams around us continue to not yeah. steam away you know Preston I think probably have gone now but Brentford yeah. is spiralling Millwall aren't doing great as well and they're kind of this kind yeah. of tier of Bolton. teams just above the relegation yeah. zone Bolton yeah and, they're, 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 and Reading haven't got a new manager yet as far as I'm aware yeah. no. so we just need everyone around us to not get too far away if we can't win ourselves yeah. then hopefully everyone else does us a favour as well yeah. um, we shall see but the key is and to James as well let's get behind the team let's bring the Stoke atmosphere to Portman Road on Saturday yeah. and who knows what will happen um, I shall be there I will be in the uh, Sir Bobby Robson lower and I will be hoarse probably at the end of the game and hopefully for a good reason. Um, mm. Harry, that was really great fun. Really, really insightful Cheers, stuff Rich. as always. Really enjoyed Thanks, that. Thanks, Rich. Been do you want to do your, um, do your plugs? Yeah. Uh, yes, on Friday lunchtime, the notes will go up um, with formations, videos from recent games on TWTD. All can be found on Twitter at Harry from Bath. Great. And you can find me at Ips Rich and our channel at Blue Monday ITFC um, and all the details about our podcast live show on the 8th, on the 16th of february next year um can be found there as well and we will be back next week to talk about the return of mr mcgoldrick and hopefully hopefully <laughs> i keep saying this do you know what what will be on will be on saturday i'm not going to try and tempt fate or anything like that against wigan mm. what mm. will be will be um harry thank you again as always and, um, and i'll see you next week cheers Rich. cheers everyone have a great weekend It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.